Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. to Preston Super Show, Monday edition, and we're going to get right into it, and the first thing I want to tell you is, spare no expense on a comfortable chair to sit in, like this chair I have right here, I picked this chair up off the side of the road, driving down the road with my brother one day, and I see this chair, and I'm like, man, it's a nice chair. They're throwing it out. I got out of the car. I looked over the chair. Like, there was blood on it or something. Is there, well, you know, what's up here? You know, is this a haunted chair? So I go ahead and I scope it out. It all checks out. You know, even looked underneath the chair. Is it all ripped up from a cat or something? No, there's nothing wrong with the chair. But I see why they got rid of the chair now. Because you can't sit up properly in this chair. Like, there's no solid way to sit upright in this chair it's it's a lazy boy type of chair but it's like a permanent one like there's no work getting done in this chair so you have to like sit uncomfortably if you want to sit in this chair you just switch to a different chair i have but like i was really looking forward to this chair but it's and it's really uh i'm thinking it's not good for my back the way this chair is so You see, right now, uh, the border crisis is deepening. You see the news rolling out left and right. Uh, And I don't don't think we're going to get an end to that. So we'll go ahead and recap football from the past weekend. And then we'll get in uh, news and all that good stuff. What you've seen on Thursday night up and you know maybe caught some college games on saturday like i did but then on sunday right where the where it's big time playmakers out there you know what i mean guys earning their money and what you're seeing from teams this past week is who they are and who they will become the packers won the heartbreaker over the Bengals. it was like four missed field goals in that game ugly gritty game in Cincinnati historically a tough place for the pack to go and play I remember watching Favre lose one there that you know was a winnable game um it's always been a tough place always been doesn't matter you know the quarterback situation there it was always a tough place just the environment but the Packers go and get it done Rodgers look good Randall Cobb is is a factor again you know who would have thought Aaron Jones shows you he still got it. No questions there. AJ Dillon getting involved. You know, he caught the one. The one memorable play for him for that game was that screen pass that we really desperately needed and he and he took it pretty far. Like that that was a I remember that. Then you have uh a couple guys for the Packers that really need to get it going, like Alan Lazard. Like if we can get Lazard going. That's really going to help this offense. Robert Tanya's been a disappointment. He's got to get it going. I mean, we've, we've kept you over all our other tight ends. Uh, and Mercedes Lewis is showing up and playing big big ball, big minutes. So good one for the pack. 4-1 and one on the season. I gave it to you. You know, I told you, hey, you know, Packers are going to take this one. Right now my record's 49-29. and 29. we got a game pending tonight. Uh, I have the Colts in that one over the Ravens. It's going to be a tough one. Um, I believe uh, you're going to see, you know, 
a close game. But I think that the Colts are going to be efficient. And, and efficiency is going to win this one out. So we kind of see um, a lot took place yesterday that was some of it unexpected and some of it was a little bit predictable. Go with what's uh, predictable first. And you have to start with the, uh, the early morning game, right? I told you Falcons on the road. This is a team that's a good road team, better road team than the Jets. They're both on the road because they're in London. The Falcons are, so, you know, it's a home game. They dress it up like a home game, but it's really not. And they end up winning. Matt Ryan looked good. He's down his two best receivers and still had a good game. Um, So don't count the Falcons out just yet. But they're playing a real tough. That's a that's going to be a tough division to win uh, for, for anybody who's not the Buccaneers. The NFC South is going to be tough. Um, you know, we've seen the Saints beat the Washington football team. And it's just a lack of a lack of offense. And the defense kind of uh, just gave up too much on the ground. When you give up that much on the ground, it's going to be hard to win. Then you had... Uh, you know, the Lions versus the Vikings. And I knew the Vikings would win this because the Vikings are a pretty good home team. That's where they're going to win most of their games. And they beat the Lions in a close one. I mean, coaches, the Lions coach crying at the end of that game because of how close they knew it was there. They knew it was there. They knew they could have had it. And they couldn't do it. Uh, Broncos in a letdown. Not, not necessarily a letdown spot because they're on the road. But just, they're not, they don't travel well. This is a Broncos team that now we know, they they just don't travel well. They end up dropping it to the Steelers, who, that was their prime time to beat the Steelers. They, you know, the Broncos team is, is not for real. Um, and the Steelers, that's a statement game for them. They needed a win bad, and they got one. So it's very, that was very important for that team. Then you got, uh, the Titans versus the Jaguars. And we knew that the Jaguars would put up some points, but they wouldn't get close to winning this game. And the Titans dominate on the road and just roll. Derrick Henry, everything's working for the offense when he's running well. When he's running well, everything's working. Then you had the Eagles surprise the Panthers at home. And that was a real letdown for the Panthers in that spot because... You're playing against an Eagles team who doesn't have much on offense. Like, their quarterback didn't even throw a touchdown. He ran into. There's not much happening through the air. They have some speedsters that they can get out in open space and run well. And I guess that's just the Panthers' defense's weak, weak spots, you know. And the Eagles did that, attacked those spots well. And they end up getting the win on the road. It's a big win for the Eagles. Um, really is, because in that NFC East... There's only one real contender, and that's the Cowboys. You know Washington's, they're not for real. Defense is young. Offense is not stable. You know, we have questions on the coaching side because of management and time management just doesn't look good. There's just so many questions around in Washington, and we're kind of getting an answer on who they are. But on the other side of that, you know, the Cowboys are a dominant team. And they, and they, they look, they're looking to continue to dominate. They got a tough game this week. We'll get into that on another show, but uh, on the Thursday show I'll have for you. But overall, I, I would say that uh, the Cowboys are going to end up being first in the NFC East. But there's a really good chance that the Eagles can come in a close second if they win games like this. Then you have. Uh, Dolphins, Buccaneers, and this is an old rivalry game, but it's a worse team. You know what I mean? This Dolphins team has no feel for anything on offense right now with Brissett at quarterback. They don't have any real playmakers that have showed up and stood out. Gaskin's been a letdown. 
running the ball. And then on the Buccaneers, there's just too much firepower. What do you do with all that? Antonio Brown's going to dominate. You know, when, when Tom Brady puts his hand, uh, puts the ball in his hands, especially when he's running in stride and catches the ball. Yeah, Antonio Brown's the guy to look for on the Buccaneers. Um, and they just have, besides that, they just have so many weapons. And you got the Patriots. Um, they won a close one with the Texans. Closer than it should have been. But you got to figure with the Texans. You've had, you know, four weeks now with this quarterback. Um, you got to have something, right? So, so they showed you what they have. And it's still not good enough. You know, the Patriots defense has is, is not been a great defense. They've had some tough opponents, some tough games. But, I mean, you, you give them... They're getting a lot of slack for that performance. I mean, what do you? What else can you do? You got the win. I mean, yeah, you want to you wanna shut them down. But that's why they play the games. Because it's not always... It doesn't always go the way we draw it up. But the Patriots do win. I did say the Patriots would beat Texas. They did. Just wasn't a well, pretty game. Uh, it wasn't a game I handicapped. It was just a game of giving you a winner. Browns, Chargers. Uh, and, you know, I've seen that coming with the Browns. On the road. Yes, a good defense. But you're, you're, you're playing in a shootout scenario on the road with your defense. So you see that their defense didn't travel well. I would note that in your head. Like, hey, they gave up 47 points to the Chargers. The thing about the Chargers that I noticed, uh, especially when I was watching some NFL Red Zone and being able to see some scores, they their receivers are just big. Like, Keenan Allen and a couple other guys. Like, when they get in a space, it's just hard to bring them down uh, because these guys are huge. And normal cornerbacks... Like normal size cornerbacks are gonna have a tough time all year bringing these guys, these Chargers receivers down. So yes, the Chargers are for real. Um, 49ers, Cardinals. That game right there shows you that the 49ers have a lot of heart. It just don't. The talent's not there this year. Like they're they're coming up a little bit weak on on talent. Their, their best players, guys that should be showing out or not showing out. Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kittle, not even getting Trey Sermon involved until the end of the game. Just, just too many, just too many mistakes. I'm very disappointed in that 49ers team, but I went against them this week. I knew the Cardinals at home were going to be tough to beat. This, that's a real tough place to play in Arizona. Um, the way they have that building designed keeps the noise in pretty good um, so I knew it was going to be tough and, and they got the right players on defense to play in close games um, so that's just, that's a dangerous Cardinals team that's undefeated still um, although I think that's coming to an end this week but we'll get into that Thursday Cardinals look they didn't look good they didn't look good in this one but they won because the 49ers just lacking firepower lacking talent um on both sides of the ball, the defense is, is bending more than you would expect. Giants, Cowboys. I mean, what can you say for the Giants, man? Their starting quarterbacks all banged up. Um, they just lost Saquon Barkley. Hopefully, even not for long, but it didn't look good. Where your guy's ankle swelled up, you know, bigger than someone's head. Uh, so that wasn't any good for the Giants and. They got so many injuries across the defensive side of the ball. It's just a defeated team. Um, they're playing defeated out there. And they just got routed by the Cowboys. And it was close for a minute there. Like when I was seeing some early things from that game, it was close. And then the Cowboys just said, nah, we're not going to play this type of game anymore. And they just took off. And took advantage of the situation for sure. And that's what you got to do. Buffalo Bills, uh, last night I told you they'd beat the Chiefs. They go into Arrowhead. They get it done. This is not the same Chiefs team. Time time for reality to set in. Like, that's what happens Monday morning. Reality sets in. Back to the grind. Back to that shitty job you work at. And that's exactly what it is. The Buffalo Bills. Hey, back to that, back to that shit we do. 
and they go right into Arrowhead and they just show up the Chiefs. But the Chiefs will remember that game and the Bills just better hope they don't play them in the playoffs. That's all I can say. Because the Chiefs will remember that one. But Mahomes doesn't look himself. Um, He didn't look good that game. Tyreek Hill didn't look good. Travis Kelsey didn't look good. The defense was getting, you know, demolished. They couldn't stop anything. So this is not the same Chiefs team. But you got to give credit to Buffalo. I mean, Stephon Diggs, Zach Moss. Who would have thought that the Bills get a running back like Zach Moss and he's better than Singletary? And it's it's like paying dividends this early in the season. This is insane. This Buffalo Bills seems good. Their defense is solid. They they have weaknesses like all defenses, but they only gave up 20 points. And that's kind of the win. If you keep a team under that, like that's kind of a win for the defense. Like they go into their film room, they go watching all their tapes. They're talking about winning, you know what I mean? Because that's the mentality they have after only allowing that many points. So overall, it was a a good weekend of uh, football. You know, a lot of college. Iowa uh, beats Penn State. Um, Alabama goes down. Just so much happening. Um, A lot to take in. But I will say, uh, shout out to the Chicago White Sox. Won our first playoff game against the uh, Houston Astros and it, it looked like doomsday in the third inning like it looked like doomsday for the White Sox like it's over and that crowd was so electric it carried this team to 12 runs and you know we doubled the score of what the Astros had in that game and just a beautiful beautiful win for City of Chicago that needs anything at this point, like any type of relief, any type of help, they, you know, any good news Chicago needs, and the White Sox sure did bring that, and and I don't think that's getting any any praise or any talk. You know, they're gonna play today, um, which is good for the White Sox that benefits them, you know, to come right back quick after a win, and uh, especially be able to do it at home one more time before we have to wrap the series up but I but I do believe the Sox have a chance to win the series I think they'll win this game tonight I think it's uh, looks a lot like the first game or the last game did and I'm just proud of this team because I watched a lot of White Sox baseball over the years and I remember the 05 World Series you know I had a sweatshirt everything you know the hoodie all that I was into it man Really, really love this team. I love how these guys have come together. Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, Yasmani Grandal, Yohan Moncada. I mean, the list goes on. Everybody that's had a part on this team this year has has done something memorable. Maybe good, maybe bad. You know what I mean? But it's memorable. And that's exactly what you want with your team. Memories. And uh, we're sure getting them this year with the White Sox. We sure are. So that's all I got for you for sports now. Uh, on a, One more note on sports. I will say the Bulls preseason has been going good for them. They did beat the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. Um, it was close by a point. Now, I'm going to go ahead, cut for an ad, and then uh, be right back. Going a little bit of politics and news. And I'll give you the headlines for the day. Thanks for holding. I appreciate that. Now you're seeing a lot of news rolling out. Um, like I started to show off just briefly with the border crisis. You have, you know, the 60,000, you know, Haitians that we kept hearing about um, moving their way, making their way to the border. Where are these people going to go? Where are they going to end up? How are they going to eat? How are they going to integrate into society? Folks, it's not going to be pretty. That whole situation is a grim and dire situation. How many of those people actually make it? On that journey, we have no idea. 
what type of disease, what type of just so much. It's just unknown. So when people say, oh, you know, Biden's nowhere to be found. I'm so surprised, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not surprised at all. Here's, you know, a president uh, in Biden that is asleep at the wheel that we've continued to see over and over again. We continue to see him get up there, not know where he's at, stumbling over his words, stumbling over his thoughts. Just he doesn't know. He's a know nothing. He's a do nothing. He's a freaking near to well. And the people around him keep trying to shield him from any type of critique or from taking any type of responsibility on the matter. I don't necessarily get too mad at the like White House press secretary because it's really just a chump change position. It's more of just a, a party line mouth, you know what I mean? So she's just going to give you the party line, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever cover up they can come up with and cook up is what they go with. It's what you're going to hear. And it's, it's always been that way. I mean, that, that whole job title is just unappealing. But I, I'll tell you what. She's got to be the most plain Jane looking chick I've ever seen. That uh, Jen Psaki. What a freaking loon. I'm telling you. Some of these people that they've pulled in off the street. To head these positions and departments. Scary shit, people. Scary. I mean, we're looking at this administration, and I gotta say, it's one of the dumbest administrations I've ever seen. Like, they are just dumb. They don't resonate with the average American voter at all. So, how this man became president, the only thing you could think of is, well, the fix had to be in. You know what I mean? There's no way rational people would vote this guy in. But maybe it wasn't rational people, right? The border crisis, it's its deepening to the point where you don't want to hear about it anymore. To where it's unappealing to you. And I gotta tell you, just pay attention. Stay informed. Don't become absorbed by it. You know, you're gonna get hit with a lot of misinformation and a lot of just anomalies that are kind of just doesn't make any sense. What we know to be true and what we know for a fact is that if you have COVID-19 going on with the Delta variant, among other things, you cannot be allowing all these people to come in the country unvaccinated, uninsured, no protection, and just let them flop around like some, you know, like America, America's the new flop house. Like This cannot be how we set these people up. They can't be coming here and then just be feeling like they're just free to roam. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to work like that. It's just not going to work because it's going to cause nothing but chaos. So, you know, you keep seeing uh, the senators getting chased in the bathroom or uh, Joe Manchin on his big yacht. You know what I mean? And he's, you know, talking to some protesters that got on these little paddle boats and, and went out there to, to, like, confront him. They didn't make a difference. They didn't change his mind on anything. They look like a bunch of clowns. And that's what he was hoping for. When you think of this Joe Manchin senator, Kristen Sinema senator in Arizona, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, they are for the highest bidder. They're not for you. They're not for me. They don't give a shit what I have to say. They don't give a shit what you have to say. They're for themselves. Okay, that's the problem with our political climate. Is that at that level, at that point, they're not giving a shit. You know why they're not wanting to do this debt ceiling? You know why they're not wanting to do uh, any type of package or any type of uh, budget reconciliation or any? Just anything to try to get everything under control and get everything under wrap. You know why they really don't want to do that? Because they're all looking towards vacation. Because they're all ready for vacation. Because we're coming up on Halloween. Because they all have money. And because they know that they could, they're only required to, to 
be in Washington for so long and then they're free to go. So why would you think that these people would make decisions under a deadline when the deadline's really a misnomer? There's really no deadline. When they raise the debt ceiling, the money's already accounted for. So that money's already been spent. That's money already spent. Because when they say raise it, that means the money's already been spent. Okay, so now you got that covered. When they're talking about, you know, Mitch McConnell, when they keep calling him the Republican leader, it makes you cringe. He's not a leader, not much of a Republican. So, two, two lies in the same breath of air. You know, it, it's just strange to me. Mitch McConnell, Republican leader, says he won't help Democrats raise debt ceiling after December. Okay, but he helped them now, right? Like he kept coming out and saying, I'm not going to help. I'm not going to help. And then at kind of the last minute, caves in. Okay, well, we'll do this. We'll do the, you know, the short gap and we'll help fund it until December. And then, you know, by then everybody will have a big old belly full of turkey and, uh, and gravy and chitlins. And uh, we'll come back and, uh, you know, we'll figure something out, you know, and that's exactly what it is. It's just these people know vacations right around the corner. They're, they're, think of it this way. You work, you know, a job and, and you're actually working. And you know, you know, you have this planned vacation. You get to take it. Nothing's going to stop you from getting that vacation at this point. Like you've been busting your ass. You've been working hard. All you want is some time to yourself, some time to be free. Right? It, the difference with these people is... Every day for them is a vacation. Like when they talk about doing hard work or rolling their sleeves up, that's all imaginary talk. That's all just babble. Just it's just vomit coming out of their mouth. Because they know, just like we know, that that's not true. That they just want a vacation. They want to be able to spend their money and enjoy themselves and relax. And then what does the media do? What does the news do? They talk about the crime in Chicago, right? They talk about the crime here, the crime there. You know, the the massive crime wave. America's turned into a massive crime wave. But a lot of these issues, right, with the gun violence it's in areas where there's no guns allowed and <laughs> it's just it just becomes so ridiculous sometimes and i look at people and have to wonder sometimes like do you not see this going on do you not understand and some people will say you know well, i don't pay attention to it or i don't know much about that or i'm not interested in that and that's your right right the problem with that mentality is that's taking us steps and feet, sometimes yards backwards. It's a backwards way of thinking. That I'm involved in the community, but my mind's not. Like my body's physically involved in this community, but my mind, my brain isn't. So that just shows, you know, when people talk like that, that they're just lacking the mental acuity. We are on the cusp of something really bad happening in this country and that is this radicalization of democrat ideals they are the the thing about the democrats is and I've seen this because I've been around long enough now to have kind of been a worldly observer to politics and in this arena that is politics the democrats have always moved faster than their feet they don't put the legwork in unless they know for sure it's a go like if if we come to if, if you go to them and talk to them about something but there's no end game there's nothing there to say this is where it ends and this is what we get out of it and this is how it gets 
divvied up. If there's the, that conversation doesn't happen, they don't get on board. They only get on board with absolutes, things that will positively work because they have the support. They don't get on board with things that won't work. They don't do that. It's not, it's not the modern Democrat Party anymore. Um, it's not your grandpa's Democrat Party anymore. It's far from it. Now, the issue with the debt ceiling is overshadowing the real issues, the hard issues this country's facing. Every few years we go through this. It seems like we're Democrat presidents when we're doing, talking about the debt ceiling. But there's a lot of evil being cooked up right now. And we have probably one of the scariest attorney generals in history was Merrick Garland. Let me tell you why he's scary. This is the same guy, and I've talked about this on one of the prior shows. This is the same guy that the Republicans wouldn't give a vote to uh, to be a Supreme Court just, judge when uh, Obama was in office. So when the former president, Obama, was in office, he wanted Merrick Garland to be a Supreme Court justice. Fill a vacancy. And the Republicans never gave him a vote. They didn't vote yay, they didn't vote nay. They just did give him a vote. That has been with that man. That has been like a, a thorn in his side since that time period. Fast forward to Trump. We get to Biden. Here, here you know, is evil rearing his ugly face again, Merrick Garland. And Biden has no no issue putting him as attorney general. Good favor to his buddy Obama. This man is only out for one thing. To try to make Trump look like an illegitimate president. That's what he he's doing. That's all he's out to do. He's out to, yes, destroy Republicans. But only the ones that oppose Biden's agenda. So Biden has pieces in place to kind of aid him and abet him in his in his misdeeds. Do you know how powerful an attorney general actually is when he has the president's support? Dangerously powerful. Not a, not a little bit. A lot. And I think maybe that's a little piece on the chessboard that the mainstream media doesn't account for, doesn't want to bring attention to. Doesn't really benefit them in any way to kind of follow that line of thinking, but it benefits you to hear it. And that's why I'll tell you here on the Super Show. You know, I've seen this for a long time. I can't say, you know, I've seen this coming with Biden uh, being president and all that. No. I knew one day we'd get another Democrat president because things work in cycles in this country and it happens. But I didn't think it would be this soon. I did not think that. Now, you can't change the past, right? You just don't repeat it. So we're looking at a trend here that's beginning to form. And it's not a good trend, uh, like TikTok or something like that. It's it's a bad trend in the in society, and that is becoming the, exactly what the Biden administration is doing, playing naive to real danger. As China moves, you know, as we talked about on the previous show, as China moves planes and ships closer to Taiwan are we inching towards a world war where we still have a treaty to protect Taiwan if they're invaded now China's saying that there's you know that you know, their president Xi Jinping he's, he's saying that there's no you know they don't want any confrontation they don't want any conflict we're just flying our planes over their country you know what I mean just hey man we just wanted to come check you guys out we just want to see how you guys look from up here. That's all. So I'm not buying that. 
Um, but but I know there's plenty of stupid people out there that believe that. But that's that's not true. That it cannot be true. One of the real problems this country has is something that the Biden administration said they wouldn't do, and that was that vaccine mandate. Remember they were talking about the mandate. No, we wouldn't. We won't. We don't want to mandate it. Uh, we don't believe in mandates. Yet here we are. October 11th, 2021. Facing a vaccine mandate. If you work in a business that has over 100 people. Gotta be vaccinated. Gotta have a proof. Gotta have a piece of paper. Gotta have a communist ticket to walk around with that says, Yes, it's me. I've been vaccinated like a good boy. Yeah. That's the way they want you. That's the way they want you so they can have you any way they like you. Because once they get the vaccine in you, and they know, well, if we can get them to stick the needle in their arm, we can get them to do anything. I mean, this is just control. It's all about control. So once they got you reeled in, like the good stool pigeons you are, now they'll have you snitching on people that aren't vaccinated, right? Like some people already do. Imagine that in the workplace. How many workplace disputes is that going to cause? So they're not they're not thinking about that because they don't go to a workplace unless you consider you know the Congress, which is what what Congress do we have right now? The Republicans hiding and the Democrats Democrats ramming through whatever they want. It's not much of a Congress. Definitely not uh definitely not even out in there. But things, things like this don't last forever. Bad times, hard times don't last forever. Right? But we know our time right now is tough. And there's some difficulties, some hardships ahead that are real. And they're, and they're as hard as concrete the way they're going to hit us. But, on the other side, why do we have a president that wants to divide the country over the vaccine, which is supposed to help people, right? So they're mandating the vaccine on so many different levels to the point where you get sick of it. You don't want to miss out on something, so you just get it. You just do it. You didn't need it, but you just did it just to shut them up. They'll be back. Because once you open the door to this type of stuff, you don't close it and just walk away from it. No, 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 no. They'll be back to give you a booster shot. They'll be back to say without that booster shot, you risk getting ill from the effects of the first vaccine you took. Oh, yes. They'll be back for more. You know, we've come to a time where people need to start speaking up. You need to start speaking up and speaking out. It's time. It's time for us to let it be known that we're not happy with the way things are going. It's time for us to let it be known that the government is failing us. We need to let these things be known. Local, state, national, let it be known. Let your voice be heard. But I want you to remember, do it calmly. Use your brain. That's why you have one. We have a president that is dividing the country over this vaccine mandate. Dividing our military over the vaccine mandate where they are insisting. And and given a deadline for military members to have the vaccine otherwise you ain't gonna be in the military no more there may not be a dishonorable discharge or I mean an honorable discharge either that's another thing they're, they're trying to catch them up with so it's not all sunshines and rainbows and the grass isn't always greener on the other side right as winter approaches and these politicians start taking off for vacation is when the chaos is really going to ensue. And it's going to be a cold winter. It's going to be a hard winter. It's going to be a harsh winter. 
I know you're saying, man, don't say that. I'm enjoying this day. I got some sun here. But for the people like me that live in the Midwest, that have experienced winter after winter after winter, I know and I can smell a bad winter when I see one. Farmer's Almanac says it's going to be a bad one. So I'd be prepared. I'd be getting ready now. Don't be last to the line at the grocery store. Don't think you can just come in last minute, buy your Christmas gifts this year. It's different now. Things are different now. And they're going to be for a long time. No, unfortunately, the people that say they are fighting for freedom, fighting for liberty, fighting for control. Control of what? Why control, you ask? Because without it, they become irrelevant. And with it, they keep relevance. This is why the Democrats will fight tooth and nail, will stop, they will stop at no means. They will go to any means necessary to destroy anybody that stands in their way. Because when it comes to their agenda, it's them first, America second. And it's not talked about enough. They're attacking guns left and right, making it harder for states like us in Illinois to even obtain a, a, a firearm, let alone get trained with the firearm, trying to mingle it all together instead of just working with the system that we have and making that system better. They try to re, reinvent the wheel. It's become monotonous, ridiculous, and I, I can't help but be ashamed of the people that still vote Democrats to this day. Just shameful. Shameful. The thing we have to understand now is what we really face with the hospitals and the vaccine mandate that's been put on them. That's going to be a scary situation when you go to the hospital and you're not getting help or you're not getting anybody to check on you because there's just not enough workers, there's just not enough staff, right? That's going to be a difficult situation that we're, we're running into. You see all those flights got canceled? How many of the airlines laid off people for uh, not being vaccinated? We haven't heard of that yet. They're saying because of bad weather. I looked at the weather channel. There's no hurricane right now. There's no like nasty storm that's grounded flights. No, this and the FAA even came out and said no. That it wasn't because of a storm. They didn't want to tell you what it really was because because they've lost so much help. They've lost so many workers at these airlines because of the vaccine mandate. That's the real reason. And that's going to continue. That's not getting any better. People don't want to work right now. Not, not, not everybody. Don't think I'm talking everybody, you know, because I know a lot of people out here, hey, they like their money. They don't care what situation it is. They're going to make it and get to work. No excuses, right? But when it becomes something that I have to inject into my body, in order for me to go to this job, now we've crossed a, a line and we're, and we're playing, you know, we're trying God's hand. And I can't be a part of that. I can't be here saying, I am, you know, a, a believer in Christ and a believer in faith. And then on the same hand, be injecting these type of things in my body that are harmful and could potentially do more more harm than good potentially but we understand that the more they incite us belittle us and condemn us the stronger we will become remember that that we have thicker skin than them we have to let common sense rule the day common sense has to win out common sense has to win out it really does because right now we have a lot of people playing hypotheticals playing theoreticals the dangerous side of that is these are people with power these are people in positions of power 
we know that eventually COVID will be an afterthought. There will come a day where we look back on COVID and we say, wow, tough time, terrible time, glad we're past that. We know that day is ahead. But when you have people like uh, Anthony Fauci, the quack doctor, who runs around and tries to get as much TV time as he can and tries to make as much money off speaking fees as he can. All to tell you that uh, we're not ready to say you can have Christmas dinner with your family yet. He must not like his family. I mean, I think a lot of what people say is a reflection of themselves and their personal life. A lot of what he says is anti-family. Right? People say, you're anti-vaccine. I say, okay, well, you know what? You're anti-family. I say, well, what do you mean I'm, I'm anti-family? Uh, I, I got the vaccine. I, I did this, and I did whatever the government told me. Okay. But the rest of us, the rest of your family, we believe this. And we respect you, but you're not respecting us. And see, that's where the respect issue is. I respect you if you get the vaccine. I respect that. I'm no problem with that. Not gonna run out, try to stop you. Not gonna be the boogeyman. But I'm gonna turn around and look at you square in the eye and say, that shit ain't going in my body. That little needle with that little drip drip out of it, that ain't going in me, boy. So you go ahead and have the vaccine. Have two. You know, whatever your doctor says, go ahead. That's up to you. That's really none of my business. Just like it's none of your business if I don't have the vaccine. See, we're not being respected, and that's the biggest problem I have with all the vaccine talk, with all the mandate talk. The respect issue isn't going both ways. Faith is supposed to go both ways. I have faith in you, you have faith in me. Okay, one of us doesn't get it done. That's okay, because we have faith in each other, and we knew that was, you know, a a chance maybe something wasn't going to get done here. When we're talking about respect, I respect you, you respect me. If I'm not getting it back, how can you expect me so I'll pull my end of the deal. So you can't. So respect is the issue that I have. I can respect you. You can respect me. We can we can agree to disagree. We can say, hey, we're not going to see eye to eye on this. You can say, why? It's because I don't want to. Uh, the way you're thinking about it, I don't like that way of thinking. No, I'm not going to go down that road with you. We can do just like that. It doesn't have to be you're this or you're that or... You're no, you're no good because you won't bow down to the federal government and get the jab in your arm. We have to be bigger than that. On both sides, you know, you're not any smarter than someone because you didn't get the vaccine. You may think that, you may feel that, and that's well and good. That's your right. But at the same time, don't let your rights water down your, your uh, positive thinking. Because we need the positive thoughts. We need a little bit more sunshine in this dark and cloudy world right now. Because we're getting a lot of doom and gloom, aren't we? A lot of doom and gloom now. I, uh, I'm going to give you a review of a couple shows here I watched. I've been wanting to do this uh, right after the break. So the first film I'm going to hit you with is called Jolt. You can find that on uh, Prime Video. I've been rocking Prime. A little Disney Plus here and there. A little bit of Prime. Just kind of bouncing around. I heard Disney Plus is about to get 10 new movies over the coming year or so here. So that would be dope. They need it. I need more stuff on there. But Prime, Prime has you covered. I really like uh, Prime. But Jolt, this is one you need to see. If you haven't seen this movie yet, a little hesitant came out this year. I was a little hesitant when I seen it. Like, eh, is this really for me? It was. It was a great action movie. Um, you know, spoiler alert. You know, she's a bouncer chick. And uh, she's got an anger problem. She has this, like, 
electro thing that she uses to like zap herself to like control her anger. Um, you know, because she'll get like in a rage and want to kill. So then like she'll shock herself to like chill out. So that part of it is like really unique. Then you see... Like, she's on this rampage, like, to find this guy's killer, this guy she actually liked. Then she goes through all of it, like, all the motions, like, all the good action scenes and sequences. You know, some, not, you know, much in there that will, like, surprise you until you get to the point where... She, like, finally gets to the place where she believes that the guy is that killed her um, boyfriend or whatever. And she once she gets there, it's like an eye-opening experience for her. So now she's in the, in the place. She's, like, super focused on... Like, like finding this dude, killing this dude. She makes her pretty far. They whack her on the head. They find out who she is. You know, basically, it looks like they're gonna they're gonna kill her. But they end up letting her talk to the, the guy who she believes killed the dude. So, you know, he says maybe I killed him, maybe I didn't. Basically, the guy says he kills a lot of people. That's what he says, right? He says maybe I killed him, maybe I didn't. You know. You know, he says it happens so much, right? So he's like a good crime boss in the movie. And the guy, the guy under him and everything is kind of like a good fucking hitman type of dude, you know, kind of watching over everything. So she finds out later on that he's actually not dead. Like he, he comes around the corner and, uh, Like, it's just nuts how it happens. You'll see when she, like, comes back after they tell her to leave. And then, like, the guy, like, kind of the same thing happens. Like, she wakes up and she's in this chair and they're, like, sucking all the blood out of her, basically. Like, gonna kill her. So she, like, rages. Kills that dude um, who's about to take her out. And then... she gets to the part where she's back to the crime boss she's like going in there like to uh to to kill him to confront him and he's already dead then the boyfriend comes around the corner he shot the dude in the back of the head she's like freaked that he's still alive then he tries to like kill her that that backfires she ends up getting him and then you know it's just a pretty good ending because you almost think that she's gonna be done like maybe there's a chance that she'll die here and she actually lives through it so that that was a pretty good ending I'd have to say but I have to sum up that movie like all the way through that movie it's just a good action a good thrill ride a lot of good sequences in there Um, and it keeps you entertained you're kind of guessing what's coming next. So that's a good part of the movie. But I recommend it. Jolt. On my scale out of five stars. Um, I don't usually like to do halves. But I'll say three and a half stars. Four stars is, is like a damn good movie. Three and a half. That's a good movie I'd watch again. You know what I mean? Three and a half means yes, I would watch that again. Um, three stars. Mm, might not watch it again. Three and a half. Yeah, I'll watch that again. So that's how you can judge based on what I'm telling you. So three and a half, yeah, I'd give it another watch, actually. I'd show it to somebody who hasn't seen it or something like that. Then uh, the next one I give you, this one, I gave high marks for this one. Uh, Black Box. You can find this on Prime Video. What a story. What a story. And I, I hate to spoil it all, but spoiler alert, like, it is nutty 
the way it starts kind of simple simplistic and then it gets into this like confusion state where you're kind of like okay so is he who is this guy who was he because now you're starting to see all these different things about him like was he actually with this like is he this girl's father or not you know what I'm saying like was he with this chick's this girl's mom or where's the mom at you're like trying to figure it all out then finally you kind of see how it happens where in this like the black box is this box that this woman's created that basically puts you into an alternate reality and like to the point where it's real like you could actually die and um she keeps putting this guy into the alternate reality trying to get him to find his past thoughts because he's all sick right like he can't think can't think straight he's having issues remembering stuff not picking his daughter up from school he don't even know if it's his daughter he doesn't really remember anything he just kind of she's helping him along and he's there so you get to the point where he's he's working with his doctor he's trying this out like an experimental thing and uh he's having these night like like psychotic episodes while he's under the black box like in the black box basically gets to the point where he doesn't want to do it she she keeps pressing him then he does it again and basically the woman's like trying to bring back her son through the black box because her son died tragic accident oh you find out later he's like a woman beater and shit and like his ex-wife pushing down the stairs when he kicked his daughter or something like that not the main character but the, the guy this, the guy this chick is trying to bring back through the black box so he doesn't know that he's just going through thinking he's going to get healed so then he starts believing that he is uh, this guy so that goes on for a little bit really keeps you on the edge of your seat then you're like all right what's happening you know with this with this like lady what was your, what is your, what is her like end game here and she brings her son back in this guy's body so this guy like relives all these guys memories and thoughts and really can't remember who this woman is so he goes and finds like through all these things he remembers he finds the actual house he goes there and it's at the woman inside then like he's in the house like she 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 lets will come in or whatever you know what i mean because like start talking to her about everything then she basically tells him to leave and he starts like acting like the dude did and um she knocks clunks him on the head and uh after at that point you're like oh you don't know what's happening next so when he wakes up and everything he's like getting you know fixed up and shit he's trying to you know this is a guy that already has bad you know can't remember his thoughts I just got clunked on the back of the head it's like the irony in that then we get to the part where we're kind of seeing like how the end is going to play out and you're thinking maybe like for me it was like well maybe you know the guy comes back and they die and they, it like like he he tries to kill or something like guys I was thinking maybe that was the angle they were going for um tries to go back and kill the girl or something but no the guy actually like sees the memory of him getting pushed down the stairs by the woman because he kicked the daughter and then he has to like kill that guy to come back basically has a guy dead and then when he sees all that he's like I'm out and uh literally saved his life last second and then pretty insane ending I'd have to say it ends up being a good show um so I recommend that one to you I'd give that one four stars solid four for me four stars black box definitely worth a watch um, just so many good parts, you know, I haven't even really explained all the parts, so 
you, you still have plenty of fun to have with that movie. But it's really something different. Like a good change of pace. Both those movies are Jolt and Black Box. So I recommend both those to you if you haven't seen them already. You might have. They came out this year. Uh, Jolt, Black Box a little bit before, but not much. Like a year ago came out. So I recommend both those movies. Um, check them out if you haven't because you're missing out on uh, two great quality films. But, ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.